Hi, this is Karen Walby Solomon, and welcome to my podcast, Crushing On. Welcome to episode 12. Today on the episode, we have Inga Davids. Inga is my friend. And don't you mean, don't you mean your best friend? <sighs> Inga is my best friend. But best friend, as Mindy Carling says, or Mindy Lahiri in the Mindy Project, best friend is a tear, not a person. So, best friend mm. can refer to up to from 10 to 15 people. It's got 10, 10 to 15, doesn't that take away the meaning of the word then? Well, I mean, if you think about it, like if I have 50 friends and like 10 to 15 are best friends. No, it makes sense. Top tier. Mm. But I'm My top tier friend. I'll be like, Five people, but okay. Yeah. Anyway, so um, today, today on the episode we have Inga. Inga is she's a business person. She's all up in the the corporate side of the world. She does conferences all over the world. She's she's a star basically, but she's also the host of the upcoming podcast, Her Bold Story, where she talks to different women in business and in other areas of work about their lives, about where they got to the point they are at and their advice for other people. podcast is also edited by Rebecca. It's going to be released on the 8th of September. Um, We'll provide more information in the show notes and also at the tail end of the show. So um, don't worry about jotting all that down. But Inga talks a bit about that, but she also talks about her obsession with reality shows. As long as we've known her, and Rebecca and I have known her for a good 17 years, she's always been into... Like the kind of shows that came on like late at night on MTV, which is now 90% of what MTV is now. But wow. yeah, so between that and like documentaries and so the African reality show, she goes into detail about about what she loves about it. And it was really interesting and we had a lot of fun doing it. So hopefully you two will have a lot of fun listening to this. Yeah. But yeah, before we get to that, um, this has been a very tough weekend. We found out about the death of Chadwick Boseman, the actor who played T'Challa in Black Panther, amongst many other roles. I mean, somebody said in the last four years he played after 10 roles and during this time he was struggling with cancer and um, through treatment he acted and he just, and he promoted and he just did wow. such an amazing job. And and it's And it's weird. I mean, I think we all... It's it's like a weird feeling we all go through where it's like you feel like you are mourning and missing somebody that you've never met. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times it's because of what they mean to you and what their work has done in your life. I loved Black Panther. Anybody who knows me knows that. And I don't mean to say it to just just to say it, but I was obsessed with that movie. And you know, it's it's not it's not terribly original, the plot, but what it meant to see someone in a Disney Marvel movie speaking because just, you know, celebrating South and African as a whole, like Pan-African mm-hmm. traditions. I don't know. I, I doubt I would ever get that feeling again, even if they replicated it. Yeah. He's a Black Panther too. And Chadwick Boseman was such an advocate for promoting, you know, African cultures. He was an advocate for promoting why they should, why should have a, so African accent in the movie, why, mm. why they should speak Koza, why, you know, it's just, just, and he just seemed like such a good human, lovely human being. 
Um, I still haven't, I'm still sad, I feel, over um, Naya Rivera's death because of also what she meant as this this Afro-Latina queer girl on Glee and, and just, she was, I mean, I love Santana too and just like this year just seems to be we losing so much, especially people that were so important for representation for me and for other, you know, the young black people and the death of them so young as well. Yes, I mean, shocking. when you, you feel that they, they both, and I'm sure many other performers who we have lost this year, had so much to give still. But, yeah, I, I, I'm so glad that, that we have Black Panther and all of these other films. And I'm so glad that one day I'll be able to show my children, my grandchildren, and explain to them what, an, what a special film it was for us. Mm. So yeah, um, I just wanted to share this. And I hope that his legacy will inspire more positive representation of Black people in mainstream media. Mm. And also locally, um, we can't move on from the podcast without mentioning the senseless murder of Nathaniel Julius in El Dorado Park this week. A disabled boy who was killed by the police. And it's just, it's just been a, like, it's so difficult to even try and understand this. I've been following um, the protests in El Dorado Park and been reading up as much as I can. And everything I read about just makes me even more emotional. This morning mm. I read about Nathaniel's grandfather talking about how loved he was, how he was everyone's favorite. And to think that this boy, little boy, 16 years old, life was cut short. Mm. because of something that doesn't even make sense. The police asking him a question that he couldn't answer because he's disabled. Regardless of whether he's disabled or not, him not being able to, to answer a question is no reason for someone to be killed. We, we've heard the news that the police officers have been arrested for, for murder, but this seriously something that needs to be changed. All of us that come from disadvantaged areas in this country knows, mm-hmm. knows how the police acts, how the police treats people, even the inability to take our situation seriously, even them not yeah. considering the things that we go through or not even, or not doing what they can to help us. Yeah. I mean, like this wasn't a surprise for most of us. Like, yes, it was, it was sad and it was horrible, but we knew we know what our police are capable of. So something seriously needs to change. Yeah, my thoughts and prayers are with the Julie's family during this time. But for now, we we wanted to share with you the interview that we did with Inga. Um, we hope you enjoy it and stay tuned for more information at the end of the episode. I realized, Inga, I was saying to somebody like you were going to be on the podcast and I was like, Mm. I always refer to you as my best friend, Inga. Like, not like Inga. It's not like I know like a lot of Ingas, but why do I do that? It's not like, oh no, I'm accountant Inga and (laughs) my best friend, Inga. It's like, unless I'm talking to uh, my mommy, then that's that's Mm. how I would describe it. And people are like, we know Inga. Like, we don't have to keep saying my best friend. (laughs) I guess it almost comes back to your thing that you thought that you and Rebecca were chatting about the adjectives before the name, right? Clearly, mm. that's my adjective or something like best friend Inga. It's not the same letter, but that's the adjective. But have you been? How's 
have you been keeping busy during quarantine? Mm, just working. Just like strange. But working and reading and um, adult coloring books, I guess. Randomly window shopping on the internet. You know, like, like oh, that, that jacket looks so nice. But you're like, where will I wear this jacket? No way. Psych. Close window. Um, so, so that's pretty much what it's been. Just like mosing, I guess, mosing and mm. trying to make the best of the situation and then also putting in time so that 2020 is not a waste. And yeah. I do get through the things that I wanted to actually start with. And surprisingly, that has happened in a big way. So it's very exciting. So you guys are... Oh, me. I'm in a ride. Can't complain. Mostly just, yeah, hustling and trying mm. to survive. But I was going to ask you, you guys are going out and stuff now during level two? We, we like, limit ourselves. We, we don't really go out. But when we go out, it's really, like, outdoors. Haven't really gone to a mall in, like, three months, sure. probably. Also, don't really go to Woolies anymore. Kind of order in, get groceries delivered. So I'm probably becoming a hermit. This does bother me because I'm not a hermit, but I've become very accustomed to not going out, which isn't a good place to be in. But yeah, I don't think I don't think we'll be go. We won't go out. I mean, we hope to come back to Cape Town in November and December. Oh, I don't know. How I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I am like 100% a hermit now. Like mm. I'm scared to go outside. I went to mm. woods today, and I was like. But I was, I was kind of fine when I was there. But you saw this nice jacket, 600 grand. I was like, winter's almost over. <laughs> when am I going to wear this lovely <laughs> suede jacket? Uh, no, it was out of fashion by then. She <laughs> my mom picked her back just before the end of quarantine. I mean, just before quarantine. And she was uh-huh. so excited about this new bag. <laughs> it's just uh... <laughs> so we always make fun of that bag. Um, Shame, man. But it's understandable. Your parents are old. It's, yeah. it's, and, and the house is full you know like everybody, if everybody's going out everybody has a chance so you've got to be careful and being careful then comes down to like, like let's just stay inside mm. it's okay it's, it's not great but we do what we have to do to make sure that hopefully all of us can get through this though mm. but like I'm trying to to open myself up to people that I know have been safe so you know what I mean? Like people mm. that you mm. know you've been safe so you can maybe like go to the beach or go to it, like go somewhere with them because you know that they've been safe. But I'm trying to avoid people that I know have been risky mm. and have been For like sure. visiting all through lockdown and have been going out mm. all the time. So it is like a fine yeah. line between trying to find, yeah, that kind of balance. Mm. No, 100%. So what have you been um, watching and stuff? Did you like my list? Did it make you laugh, Karen? Did you look oh, at my list? It was it was a very complex list. So I feel like... <laughs> that is lies. <laughs> it was. All I said was watched and watching or recently watched. Mm. <laughs> How is that complicated? No, the, um, what I'm saying is complex is what the stuff you were watching. Oh. And I think you need to talk about the stuff that you were watching. Because <laughs> that list was wild. I was actually talking to Rebecca. We chatted about this actually last week when we were when we had our meeting about her bold story. And I was like, yo, Karen must ask me to come on the pod. She's been speaking about all this other stuff, but like reality shows is my thing. Like, 
Guilty, your word, guilty. Your words were trashy reality shows. <laughs> no, because you know why I Love like it. this is not like this is no surprise to me because whenever I would come to Inga, she would make me watch it stupid like teen moms. And like, Dude, you and I forgot I've, about that. I have like a like I can handle most things. Like most CDs I can handle. But that stuff I don't know what was going on. She was <laughs> watching. And like she wouldn't like like negotiate and be like, okay, we'll watch one episode, then we'll watch like a movie or watch she will watch like all the episodes that MTV had on in a row. And I had to sit there and watch it. So this is not surprising to me that she <laughs> that she in her thirties is still but yeah, no, so Teen Mom, I don't know, I think it's probably like the sadness in stories that draws me to Teen Mom. <laughs> because number one, obviously as a teenager, we were told teenage pregnancy is not for you, babes. Mm. And then you watch the show because you're like, yo, let me see how somebody's done this, that their mommy and daddy told them not to do. And then they defied them. Mm. And then now they're like a bigger responsibility. I just, I don't know, I guess the chaos like draws me in because I'm pretty much like a structured person. I probably yeah. do things like a lot by the book so to watch something that is not by the book so defiant and also like you've kind of at a very young age you've put this intense obstacle in front of you to deal Mm. with at like age of 16 you still a child you're raising kids that I find so interesting and Mm -hmm. it's probably because my conversations that I have lately with like lots of friends like you ladies it's a lot around like this deep conversations I'm not a psychologist but it's like the human the human aspect of a story intrigues me. And I'm mm. just like, how do, how do they overcome this? Like, <laughs> and then also you have that thing where it's like two teenage boy and girl, but then now she's preggers and now the baby daddy doesn't want anything to do with her. And all you sitting there like a mother, like, I told you so. <laughs> it's just so fun because you get to do that. I told you so as a viewer. I, I really, there's something <laughs> obviously trashy about it. And it's a guilty pleasure to sit. Mm. on your couch and do that i but i yeah i think that maybe it's because you're interested in the human experience that you watch it because that i mean yes maybe some part of reality is scripted but a lot of it it's it's like this is how people naturally react to things this is you know what happens in real people's lives so that's why you sort of attracted you, you think of that yeah no completely and because i'm just like but you can't be that silly though like Love Island. Seriously? After three days, you're telling me you love this man. After three <laughs> days, you're like, oh no, new woman came into Love Island. Why are you looking at her? Well, because <laughs> I only know you for three days. We probably only said 10 words to each other. I, I think it's that. It's like, can people really be this silly? This like off the cuff. This like they, unguarded. If, if you're in a space with that person all the time, 24-7, do you think that you can, and like you, like you told that, you know, you're supposed to be creating like love connections and you in this space and you, I mean, I don't think it's a matter of like love. I think it's more of like loyalty. Did you watch Love Island season six? I'm watching it now. We, we're actually on episode 10 on Showmax. So you've seen, um, <laughs> what's her name? Um, what's Shauna. It? Shauna, yeah. <laughs> Justin and I <laughs> It's so funny. Connor with a G and Connor, original uh, Connor. Connor with a G is so hot. I can't deal. I cannot deal. I was in love no, with Connor with a G. But Shauna is something else, man. Like, Callum just looks in an yes. and is like, hey, what you doing, babe? And but I like, think with Shauna, it's more of like a loyalty thing. And she's obviously insecure. 
hundred percent insecure. Yeah, but we but it's like, <laughs> but it's like I don't think she was in love with Callum. I just think she was like, you know, mm. Callum chose to be with her so that he must be loyal to her. That's the way her mind works. I know, but that that's the interesting thing because everybody's like, I'm coupled up. <laughs> You coupled up for like the last six hours, babes. Like, but it's okay to uncouple. But as a regional con, how jealous does he get whenever somebody picks Sophie? Why well, she liked him so much? <laughs> oh, but she's so funny. I was actually laughing um, before I, like I came her. on yeah. now about this. She's, she's so funny. But yeah, I find Love Island, again, it's, it's crazy, I guess, on how somebody can claim someone so quickly, almost forget about themselves as like, I am Inga. And as soon as this other person comes into their life, then they're like, we are together and everything else doesn't matter. And if another woman looks at you, I'll have a word about it. Like I just, I, I, for me again, that's like a reality that is not mine. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, somebody actually has a different way of looking at love, looking at relationships. It's like this inside view on something else. It's, that is obviously completely funny to me because mm. um, I'm like but there's like 10 of them how do you commit yourself to one, one person did you make so good to handle of course I did my yoni <laughs> <laughs> dude I watch it all man but like but how was like even Francesca that- and that guy what's his name Harry Harry I actually just couldn't. But I, what I liked about that show was that there was people that didn't couple up. Mm, correct. Correct. So it's just yeah. like, I mean, I suppose Love Island, you have to couple up. But mm. I mean, there was people that like, you know, we never made any genuine connections with anybody. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. To our handle was very interesting also. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I have such an obsession with these things. Like, I'll, I'll wait a while. It's not like I'm... Telling Netflix like reminder, love on the spectrum, or too hot to handle. Let me know. It's not that. It's just like after a while, after watching like all the serious stuff that I watch, mm. then I'm like, mm, now we're gonna go deep into like a binge-worthy session. Love that's Island. A, that's when you sent me your list. What I found so interesting, and I think you should tell the listeners what was on your list. But um, <laughs> what I found so interesting was that you like toggle from like really highbrow CVs and documentaries to like really lowbrow. And I, I know that it's so much fun. I, I don't judge. Like I'm like you know, people should watch it. Makes them happy. Like you know, no problem. But it's just I just found it so interesting how yours was like. There was no in the middle, man. There was no. no. Um, suits. It was. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I told. I told Justin. I told Justin. Actually, I was like, can I wonder what Karen thinks of my list because it's like from like Luther, man mm. like Mobin, Top Boy, and then I'm like Love Island, Stay Here, Chef's Table, Anthony Bourdain, and then I'm like uh, toughest prisons, toughest world prisons, and like. These other sorts of like, uh, I'm really into, I guess, um, what is that word called? Like investigative, BBC, mm. bodyguard sort of stuff. So I told Justin, I was like, oh, I don't know what she's what she going to think because it's a bit all over the place. But that's what I love. Like I, I enjoy watching, I think when I was in London, the BBC shows are amazing. I didn't mm. know they were amazing until I was there. And then I watched Luther with Idris Elba and that was like, amazing then i watched bodyguards that was amazing 
Um, and now there's only one season, which I'm really gutted about because I'm waiting for season two. Um, one of Richard Madden. That one. Karen, Karen, Karen. How long have you been friends with me? This is the question I dread on your show because everybody's like, oh, this actor, this actor. I'm like, girl, show me a picture. You know, I don't know. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Is that the one from the guy from Game of Thrones? The bodyguard, the one that's on Netflix. Yes, body. He was he was supposed to be the other. Was he supposed to be a James Bond option or something? I think so. Yes, but he was yeah. in Game of Thrones. Yes, was he? Yes, he was, was he? Rob Stark. Wait, let me Google on my phone of yours. This guy. How does he look like Rob Stark? Oh my I gosh! <laughs> Just Google Minus, Richard Madden. the beard, and suddenly it's a new person. <laughs> Richard yeah, Madden, like... Rob Stark. Google that. Wow. I love okay you say how long have you been friends with me how long have you been friends with me that you that you don't trust me knowing actors and what they in now for sure but I'm like nah that's a far reach maybe not maybe not <laughs> the google tell you that I- yeah 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 now I see now I see <laughs> um but yeah and then there's shows like man like Mobin. I don't know have you watched that no, I haven't uh, Doubt it because your list is so long already. Um, but it's basically just like an older brother, and they live in like this probably middle class suburban area in Britain. But then the older brother has to take care of his younger sister, but the older brother is also like an ex gang member. But it's really funny actually because mm-hmm. he has these two other friends that are almost like straight and proper, and then he's like this rugged guy, but he's also trying to like raise his sister. And make sure she gets to school and everything. But it's so funny. He's actually a comedian in the UK, apparently. Yeah, but that's super funny. And on your point of suits, we do watch suits, but it got really boring after like season like five, probably. I've been saying I've never yeah. seen suits. So, you know, okay. I don't understand this. I don't, under- I don't know if you get it, but it's like for somebody that watches that much series, how did you not watch suits? Yeah, and Meghan Markle is in it. <laughs> Aren't you like a super fan? I love Meghan Markle. Like, but it's like, I just, I have this aversion to shows that have a lot of seasons that I need to watch. So my mom actually said she went, because we, we just finished The Crown, and she was like, she wants to watch Suits next because she wants to see how Meghan acts. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure that her, with the expert opinion, can judge Meghan's acting and... <laughs> Whether she should have stuck to it or oh, left it. But yeah, I like prison movies also. I don't know. It's probably because my like growing up in a house where there's only a woman and you have a dad that doesn't have boys when your dad's watching TV is either watching like um, something I, with Jackie Chang or like that's what we grew say, up on. Probably because my dad was in prison and I was like, no, he was. Instead, I'm alive. Oh, not to at my all. Listeners. <laughs> No, but, <laughs> but he did do karate and that's Yes, yes, exactly. So he's like that's his vibe though. Like like we grew up I guess on Jackie Chan and what's that guy, man, that did the splits between the trucks? Van Damme. Oh, Jean Claude. Yes, exactly. Like we grew up on movies like that, kind of as mm. as girls. Or for me, that's like my earliest recollection of like movie stars. And then also it's it's kind of went from like into like boxing stuff yeah like i don't know i'm it's really all over the place my movies but i'm very much in the tv whether it's like a documentary or Mm. a trashy series 
reality show or just like the world's toughest prisons. And it's so much fun because this guy, right, he goes to these different prisons all over the world. And then, but in every scene he goes, I've never seen this before. And then you're like, yeah, brah, but you went to like a hundred prisons. It's all different. You're not going to see, it's not going to be the same. So it's like one of those lines in the series that you just like, he's going to say it now. And then he says it, he's like, I've been to so many prisons before, but I've never seen this. You're like, no ways, really. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, and then also, you know, one of the other films that I really enjoy watching that also from MTV, I think they had like girls incarcerated. Mm. Don't tell me why. Also enjoyed that show, watching the chain gangs. I don't know. There's something about it. I don't know why, but there's literally something about it that I'm like, I need to understand this. But then you also saw, like, I watched, like, um, Bringing Down the House, watched 13th. 13th was more because Justin was like, Inga, we have to watch it. So I'm very blessed to have, like, a very wokeish husband. I'm <laughs> going back I mean, to 13th. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, like, th- I think that's an important documentary that anybody should watch. So good. So good. Around the slave, like just how today's prison systems mm. are basically modern slavery systems. It's, it's such an eye-opener, though. I really enjoyed that. And also that put me on that in Ava DuVernay. So that was really cool. But I don't know if you've seen that other um, new documentary on Netflix called, I think it's Immigration. It's about ICE in the States and how they literally go into the homes of immigrants that obviously don't have papers. Mm. And then they'll remove them and put them into like these detention centers. And then you hear about the stories of these dads that are like, ICE will come to a house and they'll call the people outside. But then these girls who are obviously like born in the States, but now Mm. you take my dad because he doesn't have papers. And you're just like, WTF. That is some scary stuff. And the fact that you're breaking up homes and things. Couldn't, I couldn't, I, I only watched one episode because I was like, oh, this is, this is a lot mm. to have like inside view of what's happening um, in terms of breaking up homes. Like that's real. That's not a, that's not scripted. Mm. That's not part of a storyline. And I was like, actually, I'm not strong enough to watch something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the documentaries on Netflix are, are really cool, actually. Mm. Going back to reality and that kind of stuff. So what would you say are your favorite reality shows? You know the Kardashians. It's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> Love it, man. I don't know, like it started at my ma's house because she had DSTV when we were like in high school or like end of primary school mm-hmm. and then we go to my mom's house and then if it was before bold and the beautiful and all the soapies then we'd all be like on dstv watching kim kardashian you know the keeping up with the kardashians mm. where their makeup was still horrendous and with their like their three-piece suit jacket over like their shirts and stuff it was strange um but yeah so so that's kind of where, where it really started from mm. and i've just I just really enjoy watching again, number one. I mean, it's the unattainable. The Kardashians are so unattainable that you're like, you just, you're just so intrigued by this life that you have no idea what is on the other side of the glass that you're like, wow, what an interesting view. Even though, you know, it's completely scripted. They really put a good story together. But also, I just like the way they talk. And I'm being very sarcastic, obviously. Um, but it's it's just it's so cool, and then also the the fights are so petty, but mm. at, like between sisters. But at the same time, if you have sisters, yeah. then you're like, 
Yeah, like it's so funny because you know that scene. I don't know if you watched it, but obviously the the scene where Kim Kardashian and um, Kim and Chloe, not Kim, what was the other one? Courtney. I say I like this the show. Um, Kim and Courtney where they fight. Did you see that one? And yeah, then no, no. like the makeup smudges on Chloe's oh. like walls and stuff. But I was like, yo, you know, like me and my sisters. I mean, yeah, we've had times where we like raise our voices and maybe like say some stuff, but yeah. Why you gotta hit your sister, man? Like, <laughs> where did you grow up? <laughs> like that. It's it's you just like your. Again, I thought my life might have been on the verge of not being that great, but when you see somebody else's strife that is super super rich and they've got all of this stuff going for them, you're like, we are all the same. Yes, you know, like <laughs> there's that about the reality show that you just like we're actually all the same kim kardashian fighting the inner gucci and the Pradas. yeah i'm just like mr peep clothes and zara whatever but you're like <laughs> cool we all go through the same stuff but you just have a lot of things that might make your life more comfortable yeah but i love the kardashians it's yeah they there's something about them that i'm just like ooh. I don't know what it is. It's probably also because they're kind of pretty. And there's also an enigma about them because you're like, but did you have plastic surgery in your buttocks? Like, was it a thing? Because you're like, Obviously. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Come on. Kylie's <laughs> yeah. got a like... totally different face to what she had like five years ago. <laughs> Kim, every, every that is photo, not I'm just Kim, Chloe, every photo, she looks like a different person. <laughs> it's just contouring, ladies. Yeah, contouring. Sure. <laughs> Oh my word, speaking about contouring, new show I actually watched last week was Glow Up. Have you watched this show? No. So both of you know I'm not big on makeup. Like I don't even know where things go. But I'll buy, I'll dabble. But I mean it's really just gonna be like <laughs> mascara. <laughs> it's just gonna be like mascara, maybe some beach brow pencil of Etsy. Yeah. But now Glow Up is a show completely dedicated to amazing makeup artists. And, dude, Justin and I were into the show last week. We watched season two over, like, two days. Um, it was just so amazing. Like, yes, I know they're makeup artists and influencers on Instagram. But there was actually, because these makeup artists are so talented. And there's this whole process that they go through. And there's obviously, like, the story around, like, so some of the themes are, like, tell us about a time or a song. That, that really resonated with you and use the makeup to express the song. And you're like, oh, what are they going to come up? Mm. And then they come up with some cool stuff and you're like, whoa, that's so cool. And then also we learned the, the, the phrase. So if you watch it, one of the judges, when you get something right, then she goes, ding dong, ding dong. That was amazing. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so Inga, when you yeah. watch series, mm. do you think, do you see it all like when you watch whatever, like I'm not going to say series, like documentaries, movies, do you see it as like, you know, this is your time, like your me time or is it like fillers or how do you kind of describe your relation to it? Mm, good question. So yeah, series for me is, it's kind of a, a bit of everything that you just mentioned in terms of sometimes I use it to de-stress after a long day by just switching it on and there's this mindless droning noise to kind of pull me out of my funk and then sometimes it's also just in the background also when I'm doing side project work but I do enjoy tv I think it's quite a 
a nice way to unwind, to relax. And even though some of my series are pretty serious, obviously series are also super fun and funny and they, you know, they show you the good stuff of life and it's a bit of escapism, which is nice. Mm. Um, that's probably why I do enjoy lounging and binging. Yeah, series. So what would you say you're passionate about? I'm passionate about people, basically. Mm. I like to learn and listen to people. I like to observe people. I like to listen to their stories. I like them to talk more than me. Yeah, so I think for me, like, I do have a passion for wanting to build relationships, connections, to hear about other people's experiences. Because I think in doing that, you kind of broaden your own mind. Again, mm. it opens like another window into another context that you're not aware of. I think it's the quickest way kind of to learn about anything is if you can ask somebody the experience of, of whatever that is. So yeah, I think that's kind of my passion at a very high top level. It's just like people, relationships, learning from others and learning through others. So what gave you the idea to start Her Bold Story? Yeah, so for me, it's pretty much kind of that top level passion of mine but then also the intriguing aspect around how I admire a lot of women for how they've navigated the workplace or their careers or just particularly spaces that they've found themselves in. Mm. And that's kind of where her bold story was birthed from in terms of I'm, I'm always intrigued to know how other women before me have done it so that I can kind of circumnavigate my experiences or do or even do my career better in a way mm. so that I can be better because they have 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 kind of given me those aha moments or nuggets it's kind of just like standing on the shoulders of giants basically mm. and that's what it was because for a long time I kept reading books um, when I was still quite junior in my career a lot of Sheryl Sandberg, Ariane Huffington um, just looking kind of for role models in books mm. and then yeah, this past year, I was just coming to a space where I'm wanting to surround myself with more women. And I was like, well, actually, I know some phenomenal women and I've heard about some phenomenal women. So why don't I just go straight to them and ask them if they want to share their story so that more phenomenal women can learn through these experiences. And I think right now there's no like podcasting is so accessible, especially like we all in this data age, right? If we weren't before COVID, we'd rather like listen to a podcast maybe than pay for a book right now. Mm. So I think it's just more accessible for me to have these short, sharp conversations with some amazing woman so that more women are number one, made aware that there are these role models in South Africa and in the world and they don't just come in books but they're actually accessible. You can reach out to them and they want to help you and they want to like lift you up while mm. they are rising as well. I think there's such a great message in that. And I've just, I've only come into this space in my career now. And I hope somebody through the podcast will basically come into the space sooner than what I did in terms of being more intentional around looking for role models not being afraid to ask them, like, can you share your story with me? Because I'm really intrigued. I've seen what you've done. Can you just tell me how you did it? Mm. I think that's basically what the podcast and what I've been doing. I'm saying, I've seen what you, or I've read something in, in, the, in the newspaper or online. I'd love to tease this out so that more women can hear about it. I think it's amazing what you're doing. 
will you share it with me and share it with others um yeah so that's where i find myself now so what do you what do you think is one of the biggest lessons you've learned during this time so much there's a lot around like going for it like mm. just go for it i think is the biggest thing like i'm i enjoy walking outside of my comfort zone but it's another thing to show someone else like i admire you mm. and I'm putting like my ultimate passion, my ultimate heart on the line and telling you, I admire you and I want you to sit at the table and share your story, not just with me, but with others. I've never done that. So if anything, it's shown me that I can go for it. And for the most part, people are willing to share their story, actually. People are willing. Hmm. I think that's the other, the other lesson. People are willing to share. You just have to ask. But I think that's something that I've always admired about you is that you are always willing to go for it. Like whether it's like submitting your paper to speak at the international conference, whether it's like going for a scholarship in another country, like you're always willing to go for it. But like what I want to know is like, is your handle of how do you handle rejection? Because you've got to have a very good handle of it to be able to be willing to risk it time and time again. For sure. Um, good question. I think one of the earliest memories that I have that I remember my father told me is like, look, there's always going to be somebody that's better than you, right? Mm. It's just it's just how it's going to be. And it probably came, that, that advice probably came off or that comment probably came off of the back of me not getting something, me not getting an award, me not getting a prize, me not mm. coming first, something to that effect. And when he told me that, that's like stuck with me for the longest time because I think from that point of rejection and then that comment that came with it, I was like, okay, so there's always going to be somebody better than me, granted, but actually nothing stops me from then trying. I think it's that. And, and I think from there on, I knew there will always be somebody better than me, but nothing stops me from trying because I have absolutely nothing to lose. Mm. And that's something also that came, I think, in the last like six years around nothing ventured, nothing gained. Mm. Because if you don't try it, you're kind of letting yourself down just because you think you're not going to get it, but you didn't even try to get it. Like, How sad is that? Like you didn't even try to get the thing that you wanted. And then, so obviously you're not going to get it because you didn't try. <laughs> so who do you have to blame but yourself for mm. not trying? Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's probably that. Like there's a lot in me that I'm not, I'm not afraid of rejection. I'm pretty much not afraid of failure either because it's all part of the learning curve so if you rejected me right and maybe it's also because we went to a girl's school and like you know dealing with boys and rejection it kind of comes with the territory of being a woman so you kind of just like I don't need to be liked by everybody and mm -hmm. that's okay my worth is not attached to you liking me or not mm -hmm. I think there's that that comes in play with like dealing with rejection. You're just like, we didn't gel. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> On to the next one. This is not the end of the road. And I think that's a, just a very important mindset to hold when you're wanting to do something because you have to have so much confidence in your own idea. And though I say this, sometimes I don't have all the confidence in my own ideas. This is why I have friends like you who can at least cheer me on and be like, just keep going or, mm. you know, just just a little bit more. And, and I think that's important on how to deal with rejection so that when you, 
when you do come to a bump in the road, you at least know you tried, you gave it your best, and you can move on to to the next thing or continue in the same path, but know more about how to make it more successful or fruitful mm. um, going forward. I think, yeah, I just, I don't like that Yeah, rejection. I'm just like, I will smash it in its face. <laughs> like that will not stop me. Like that is my complete vibe. Like I'm just, just learn, man. Just be a lifelong learner. It's so important. Like don't, mm. rejection is part of the parcel of life. We can't be liked by everybody. Also, you know me. Both of you know me. I don't got time to be liked by everybody. Because if everybody liked me, they're all going to want my time. I don't got time for everybody. <laughs> but like, there's something, there's something about that, I guess, in me that I'm like, I can't be liked by everybody because I have to give my energy to everybody then. Mm. Something's got to give. So what do you say? Or, um, I'm sure you probably get this question a lot. And I'm apologizing. But it's the first time you're going to get it from me. Know. So. Who would you say are like your your role models now? The people who you think helped shape you into the person you are today, other than your parents? Um, Penny Haynes. When I was in junior school, like Penny Haynes was all the age, right? Mm. She was like an Olympian, a woman, super strong. She was just like breaking so many barriers and she was also South African. And there was something about it that I loved that really just was like, yeah, this woman is so cool. Like she gets, she, she shows up every time consistently and she wins the medals. And obviously with all of that, there's a lot of hard work. And I think that sort of resonates with me in my value system. Like show up consistently, put in the hard work and you can get a really good outcome. I think that was the message that stood out for me from her. Did you say two? I just said oh, any okay. amount. Okay, so you're going to go Penny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Penny Annie is pretty cool, man. Yeah. Like a, yeah. And then obviously, you said not my parents, but I'll give my sisters some credit. <laughs> Both of them are extremely, extremely dedicated to their craft. Mm. Both of them have gone to Olympics and Junior Olympics. Um, both of them have sacrificed in some sort of way to get to where they want to mm. be. And that, again, just shows me that dedication, hard work gets you to where you want to be. It provides a positive outcome. And I've seen how dedicated they can be to their craft and getting better and putting in time. Yeah, and for, for the longest time, I always looked at them and I was like, yo, it's, I don't know, when, when you think of, of greatness, then sometimes looking at an athlete is so easy because you know they go and practice. They put in an hour, five hours of of energy into something so that the next time they can score 10 goals or run faster or whatever. And I think most people, some, or for the longest time for me, I was like, so I'm not an athlete. I just go like, I'm a corporate person, right? Like that's my, that's my brand. My sisters are sports players. Inga's the corporate one. Um, and <laughs> but, for the, but for the longest time, that was like the thing, right? So Inga, like Inga's studies and corporate and, and, and the sisters are like sporty and like studious, like that for the longest time, that was them as well. And for me, I was like, but as a corporate person, like I don't put in a lot of time. Like I see my sisters doing, like they were training during the weekend on the weekends. Yeah. On the weekends, Inga was watching 16, pregnant at 16 and <laughs> all my virtual reality shows. But where I see how it's come out is that you can't discount that reading a good book 
or watching a good documentary, I'm going to say it, or just having all our side projects that all of us have, that is us putting in the hours to be better at the craft. And I, for the longest time, I didn't see it like that because I thought, well, with my sisters, I know they, they're putting in the hours. And I almost negated the fact that I was also doing stuff to hone a craft um, in the same way. But yeah, they're pretty awesome. Okay, I'm going to go back to like the frivolous questions now. Yes. <laughs> so I haven't, I, haven't heard you, I haven't heard you ask anybody those questions before. <laughs> Not I ask you people anybody. the same questions every week, Inga. I actually like, uh-huh. make up a new list every week. Can you... No, but I'm I like, phone you... it in. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? A role model. I thought this was a crashing on pod. I mean, I do crash on all of them, but still. So who would you say was your first celebrity crash? Kajan, again, you know we are friends for the longest time. Do you think I had a celebrity crash? I, I was can like, barely remember I, their names. Who, like, who did you? No, but you must, um, you must have liked somebody, hmm? man. My first celebrity crush is probably Ricky Martin. Oh my gosh. I was also, oh no. Flashbacks. Because I had to like think about what was on my oh, wall when bon I was bon. like, shake dude, bon bon. <laughs> loving La Vida Loca. The He's man was cool doing though. the thing. I like him. Oh I, I actually still like Ricky Martin. He seems like a cool guy. No scandal. Yeah, exactly. Like, loving she his bangs. life. She bangs. Exactly. <laughs> No, I do think I remember you liking Ricky Martin. Dude, he was the best because he was so cool in grade seven. That was like when everybody like Ricky Martin, Justin Timberlake, Christina mm. Aguilera came out with the CD. We had a garage party when I was in grade seven. <laughs> and we only had these three CDs on rotation probably because you also only had one CD player with one like CD holder. So you're like, guys, put on the next CD. Which one? Christina? And then you put on Christina <laughs> and then you choose your two songs. Surely you had like Miss, Missy Elliott. Like I'm, yeah, that was I'm Ilsa. trying to think of my 13th birthday and I was like, I go to DJ oh, for shit. my 13th birthday party. Of course you did. So this was a, like, my 13th birthday party was a bit of a scandal. I invited like Uh-oh. a lot of people from the grade, but I didn't invite my bully who was at high school also with us. We won't mention names. <laughs> I remember the song because the DJs <laughs> phoned me before. And they were like, what kind of music do you like? And I was like, I don't know. And then they asked me, do you like rap? But that time I was very much like a white girl. So I, I said, no. <laughs> and my one friend started crying at school because she said her favorite song has a little bit of rap in it. And I think it was Work It. <laughs> she started crying because I told the DJ I don't like rap. And her favorite song oh, had a little bit of rap in it. But the DJ, oh, all the DJs did, did was they played like on that Windows, <laughs> they had Windows Media Player. They just made it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah with the visualizations. So like, yeah. they could still oh, play the, the rap song. They could just oh. like, if she requested a song, they would just like put it into the playlist. So it wasn't like, you know, the end all of, of all things. But yeah. <laughs> that <is laughs> That's awesome. how I remember yeah. working. Because that girl was crying because her song had a little bit of rap in it. <laughs> I still saw the other day speaking about music. <laughs> I loved that. It was like a month ago when you posted on Instagram. What is your oldest CD or song? Inga comes out with like, I mean, I'm clashing on board. Wait, what? Brasse, she put down Brasso van die Kaap. <laughs> I was like, surely that wasn't no. yours. It was like your daddy's. No, literally, there were these songs because we started the cassette, right? 
And then I, th- I, I distinctly recall that I would make up dances to brassive <laughs> proper, proper. There was a cassette that I liked and I would make up dances. My first one was, was hit me baby one more time. Okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you even had the perfume. Yeah, I, I had both perfumes, curious and fantasy. Of course you did. Yeah. That was still at <laughs> the varsity, wasn't it? You had the perfumes. Oh, Just wow. to bring out the age there. Yeah. was still at varsity. Because <laughs> like, mm, when you were 13, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, nah, that makes She was hitting me back. Okay, but I had the first perfume, fantasy or whatever, or curious. One of them was the first, and I had the first one, and then I upgraded to the second one, which I think is the fancy one, the pink bottle, because I had two bottles uh. of that. Now, Inga, what would you say is your favorite thing you've like your favorite show? This is so difficult. Okay, favorite three favorite shows. Okay, okay. This <laughs> yeah. I can work with. I really I don't wanna I don't wanna mess up my options. I, don't, I here, doubt you know, any show is gonna be offended. <laughs> serious business. <laughs> serious business this. I'm gonna go with Luther. Mm. Luther is amazing, pretty sinister, love it. You will, this is so difficult. And I'm not going to choose Game of Thrones because everybody chooses Game of Thrones. Durr. Oh, I'll choose Anthony Bourdain though. Mm. So that's the oh, show. Yeah. That's the show. Um, what was it called? But that, it's Parts the No Reservations. Parts Unknown, yes, that one. Yeah. So good. Yo, when he passed that really, I was like, yo, my friend's gone. Quite a, it was quite a thing. Like, it's mm. so good, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I should choose a reality show because that really shows my breadth of series yeah. knowledge, you know. A bit of, a bit of um, sinister, a bit of travel. We should probably end off with, like, a reality show. But Anthony Bourdain is kind of like a reality, right? Mm. Oh. Mm, like, com- a comedy is cool, but I guess the, cl- like, broad city for me mm. is, like comedy also like but that's like crude comedy i think that's my vibe if it's going to be comedy make it like sarcastic and crude but then obviously we have like what's that full dumpy one modern Modern family Family. like that that never gets old that's super funny Mm. i want to go with the kardashians but we all know if you don't have dstv you're not really watching the kardashians on a pc politically correct awesome oh (laughs) i think you can watch it on show max though there's all the episodes, baby girl. <laughs> I actually forgot to speak about some really cool South African reality TV shows. Like, do you know I'm into this stuff? Like, you can't believe. Like, Finding the One. Have you watched that? I have not. No. Dude, what's that? It's so, it's so good. It's so fun. And then there was also, what's Dinner Date, right? Was it Dinner Date? The essay oh, show? Oh, first date. That your friend was. So good. So good. <laughs> Dude, we've got that. the whole this segment of your podcast. Quite, we should have started with this. <laughs> I actually, I actually quite like "Come Down with Me" South Africa as well. Ooh, dude! Now we, now we're getting the money. Yes, <laughs> "Come Down with Me" is the best. I can watch that. Like again, Justin and I. This is what we do. We YouTube "Come Down with Me." We go "Come Down with Me" full episodes, and then you see all the episodes, and you watch all the episodes on legal. It's on YouTube. It must be. Okay, I guess so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's on YouTube. It must be. 
<laughs> Dude, it's, it hasn't restricted us because usually so the, YouTube this is the African old. one. No, in the UK one and the oh, Canadian the UK one. one. Oh. So cool, <laughs> love it. And also, did you know they have come down with me couples edition? So there's six people and then there's three couples. Super cool. Yeah. My friend keeps entering it. She still hasn't gotten in, and then she's like, <laughs> but she keeps entering it. And you know, maybe one day, Lauren, maybe one day it will happen for. Her. Come down with me is such a good show. Like that is the ultimate stress relief show because mm. you just like it's so funny. And the narrator, top, top, top. Like you cannot get a better narrator. But I also think yeah. that that's what makes Love Island so good as well. The narrator. Uh, I feel like the narration yeah. on Love Island is like lukewarm. I don't think it's like on par with Come Down With Me. Cause, but again, it's that slapstick nonsense that I'm like, but I can't. You, I can't. Do, you know, do you know what? You should watch. Like you should watch side. Do you ever seen Sidemen's videos on Instagram? I will, I will link you to it after this. Mm-hmm. And I will link in the show notes. But Sidemen <laughs> side is like a, um, I think it's like a, he's like a TV presenter, DJ, like personality in the UK. But he does like recaps of Love Island. But he, mm. he, when it came out there, and it's so funny. Like the way he's more like, come down with me. Ah, but it's cool. brilliant. He must, the way he makes fun of them. And then he also like says it like how it is. But yeah, you were saying, yes, yeah, South African reality shows. Do you watch like Dude. the Bean Bonans and that kind of stuff? Yes, girl. <laughs> Mo girl. Um, <laughs> Pinky girl. Um, Pinky. You know that's my show. I didn't watch. I didn't watch uh, um, the show that came out like two weeks ago. Yeah, I haven't seen the documentary. Yeah, the year, the ninth year, whatever. Yes, I didn't see that one. And then also, I don't know, but you probably not. But La Cizue, La Cizue. Um, wait, what is the name? No more trick away. No more Yeah. Dude, I watched that on YouTube also. YouTube is like my other Netflix, basically. But it's so good. I like him. I like him a lot. I love what he's doing. Yeah, he he pushes. He, he does what he loves to do. You can see. He just enjoys making up a story mm. and a storyline. And it's the funniest thing. Um, so good. And he's so young. And it's so cool to see like just somebody who's clearly investing in, in themselves and what they most enjoy and lo- and loving it. Like he clearly enjoys to create, he loves creating content. Mm. He's amazing. I love him. And Sumizi? Yes, that's my other one. Sum yeah. Sums. You know, dude, I'm all in there. <laughs> we even watched like, obviously the wedding was amazing. Mm. A lot of makeup. Just like, shah. But a lot of money. Like, Dude, I just have like a lot of appreciation for people. I mean, weddings are cool, right? And it's another fascination of mine. Like, say yes to the dress was the other reality show. Oh, yeah, Cannot was, forget that was, that say yes show. to the dress. Don't Even lie. You also movie. liked it. I still love it. I watch it all the time. And and also like, I still think that the, the UK one is the best dresses. But I mm-hmm. like the, the personalities in the American and Canadian ones more. So that's like my kind of hot take on say yeah. but no if i see say yesterday's on i have to watch it i love that show yeah so good so good so i have to do like not i have to but i always do those little play those games like on social media where they're, where they're like what's your favorite comedy and i without a doubt 
always say Talladega Nights. Like for me, there's no movie that has no. ever made me laugh as much as that movie. And like consistent, like I'll see a picture all year for days and I will always laugh. But like thinking back on it, I'm like, how much of it is that is really the funniest movie I've ever seen? Or is it mm. like funny in nostalgia because we constantly watched it? As in, mm. like, you had like three DVDs. You probably had more, but you only played <laughs> three. You played that, Wedding Crashes, and, uh, and I have Your some Wedding weird Crashes fe- is so cool. I have weird feelings about Wedding Crashes. Like, there's yeah, a lot of now. music and, like, in that there. movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, Teledega Nights, like, it's just like a fun time all the way through. But what would you say is your favorite movie of all time? I don't know. Like, I mean, coming back to your point of nostalgia, it is funny that we actually haven't touched on the Talladega years of our lives. So just as a disclaimer for everybody else listening, Rebecca and Karen are like, they are basically kindred spirits when it comes to comedy. And so at school, they would be laughing about, guys, did you watch the latest um, late night host? And I'd be like, Yo, that Saturday so Night Live, stupid. you mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah. SNL, exactly. And then one at one point, we I think we were sleeping over at Karen's house, and then you, the two of you were like, let's watch SNL. And I was like, what the hell is this? And sometimes when we got this TV at one point in my house, and I tried to watch SNL, I was like, I don't get this comedy, man. I don't get it. But actually now as an adult, I'm like, yo, you guys were ahead of the curve, eh? <laughs> ahead of the curve. Because I'm all into this late night. Dude, you guys exposed me to so much. I was like, I don't understand why they find these silly women so silly and funny. But they really are amazing, though. But Um, then again, like, I feel like I watch Baby Mama because you told me to watch it. Like, you were such a fan. Inga. Oh, yeah, but that that was funny. But I didn't know who those actresses were. You guys knew the actresses. (laughs) I was just like, you were the storyline. hilarious. They were mingles, surely. Karen, again, again. I'm watching for the storyline. The comedy is just not. Okay. I don't remember these actors. Game of Thrones, what? Yeah. If there was ever a theme for this podcast, it's Inga doesn't know actors. She just knows show names. I thought that was was good, though. For me, it's like, it's not the type of movie that you would think I would like. If that makes sense. It's not on mm. brand. It's like a movie mm. about a bunch of dudes. <laughs> yeah. true, true, White true, men true. doing that. Really <laughs> not my com- <laughs> But the comedy was on brand though. Like yeah. in terms of like SNL skits. Yeah, because they are from SNL. Yeah. Like that that was <laughs> probably the intrigue if anything. You're like, cool, you've seen these guys, let's watch it. <laughs> So fun. Yes, we're going to watch it right now. That's yeah, me I feel too. like I should also watch it now. Dude, Shake and Bake you. The show on. Shake and Bake you. Or if you're not you first, you're last. <laughs> Boom. I love yes. that actor. You know, I love the good, the good Wife. Like, that's. Actually, I answered wrong with Kevin. The Good Wife is actually probably my favorite show. Good Wife. Yeah, you're always fight. mentioning that one. Yeah, I fucking love those shows. <laughs> He's in B and both shows and the actor that plays his father, Ricky Bobby's father. Mm-hmm. And the one that says, you know, first you laugh, peyote. <laughs> See you when you grow up. <laughs> oh, but wait, on another thing. note though, do you guys watch John Oliver? I Last week tonight. It's too much to watch. <laughs> now he's um, brilliant. Uh, he's brilliant. Like, he's so, I, like... Justin used to ask, he's like, Inga, why you watch this? I'm like, dude, 
the way he explains a serious topic mm. and he breaks it down and you get to have a laugh and you're like, the way this guy just did it, like mic drop. Like you're like, cool, mm. I'm up to date on like latest current affairs. <laughs> I'll go do some more reading also though. Um, yeah. But the way he breaks it down is so good. And, and the jokes he uses to kind of like bring the point across is even better. And I think it's just because he's English and English people, uh, I do like the humor. Or no, his I, kind of humor. At least. No, but I think he, he also knows a lot. And he knows. Like, yeah, I, he's well read. I always think about his version of why beauty pageants are outdated. And there's a lot of ways that I thought, okay, these are outdated. But yeah. like, there was things I didn't even think of that he mm. brought up. So, Rebecca, yeah. if you want to start with one, I suggest that one. It's like, it's super addictive, actually. Um, because <laughs> you just like wait for it every Monday. You're like, wait, is it Monday or Tuesday? When does it come out on YouTube? I gotta get my face. It's not coming every Basically. day. Basically, nah. Oh. On YouTube, it only comes out weekly. It's a Friday. It's and, a Friday. Yeah, hmm. it comes out on a Friday in America. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. He's so good. I really and he speaks about cool topics. Like like Karen said, like he'll speak about something like beauty pageants, and then he'll speak about coronavirus and conspiracy theories then he'll speak about like um what's it called voter suppression mm. he'll speak about um like war in iraq like he, even the stuff that he was doing like years ago mm. so good so good mm. um yeah check it out plug him devs plug him yeah he's like millions <laughs> of emmys and but I also I find know, it interesting so that, cool. that the most famous hosts in America right now is like John Oliver, James Corden, and Trevor Noah. None of them are American. But <laughs> it's but, true. Good point. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Two cents about I've jo- finally joined your your party of late night talk shows. Mm. Like 15 years later. <laughs> and like late night is dying. <laughs> well, there's some, no, but there's like, yeah, true. there's just a lot of them now. I think. Because Conan mm-hmm. always jokes and he's always like, yeah, I'm one of the only late nighters. <laughs> and it's like 50. <laughs> <laughs> but Inga, thank you so much for Pleasure, man. Like, Anytime. But you know you have to sign off. And that was my best friend, Inga. <laughs> <laughs> and my best friend, Inga. Yeah. <laughs> Iphonated. Yeah, best friend, Inga. best friend, you know, Rebecca, the one thing that, well, not the one thing, well, one of the things that Inga said that stuck with me since the interview was when she said her dad said to her, there's always going to be somebody that's better than you. And mm. I don't know, it just, it just like breathed new life into me this week. And the entire time I'm thinking like, I'm like, you know, I should actually try all the stuff that I wanted to try. You know, it's no, yeah, you know, go for it. Just because you know you're not going to be the best at something is no point to it's like there's no yeah. reason not to so yeah for all the listeners to if you get anything from this we just want to encourage you to go for it go for your dreams go for yes. not even just your dreams if you want to learn how to play the trombone please go for it if you want to learn how to crochet go for it learn the how trombone to... your poor neighbors <laughs> learn how to play squash go for it but yeah you can find Inga on Inga underscore Davids on Twitter Inga J. Davids on Instagram and you can follow her upcoming podcast Her Bold Story which is launching on the 8th of September at Her Bold Story on Instagram so yeah there will be more information there and we will link to it in the show notes all the information from all the TV shows and 
films and documentaries that she discussed is also in the show notes. We'll link you to exact page you can find it on Showmax or Netflix. And some of them are on DSTV, so, you know, find your way. Um, me, you can find at Karen Walby on Instagram and Karen Walby's with an S on Twitter. You can also follow my newsletter at Wild Streams. Also, the link will be in the show notes. It's, it's just me rambling on, usually about entertainment stuff and things that have been on my mind during the week that I, and my recommendations that I don't necessarily talk about on the show. But the podcast, you can follow on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram now. We are at Crushing On Pod. You can find out more on our website, crushingonpod.com. Or you can email any feedback to crushingonpod at gmail.com. All episodes are edited and produced by Rebecca Barches. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the episodes better. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in next week. We have a great guest, interesting, lovely person who will keep you laughing and entertained for hours. So, yeah, tune in next week. <laughs>